Hi everyone, Jack here. Uh, before the episode starts, I just want to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Thank you to Morgan Patterson, Theo Hendry, Jace Pastris, Mordecai Sennett, Ali Science, Juno, Crow, Jan Aloni, Dylan Beauchamp, Prozac Haven, Aaron Subbo, Jupiter McIntyre, Connor Fox, Emery Silvers, Saffron, and Adrian Frisbee. Thanks for your support. And now, on with the episode. are some preliminary notes and predictions regarding Project M1342, a continuation of experiments on memory retrieval and extraction conducted on Earth by my benefactors at the Nemesine Corporation. The initial experiments, using a series of targeted electrical pulses, were deemed a failure, but my engineer and I tweaked some of the placements and we were successful enough that I have decided to create a long-term study of its uses and effects. Although the project was created to be used in an interrogation setting, I believe that it could be adapted into a widespread practice to help with trauma recovery and memory loss. Today, my focus is on creating a line of communication between the subjects suspended in the disassociative state that allows them to access memory and myself in the lab. Warren tells me he has built a device that will transfer any thoughts the subject intentionally tries to broadcast through the lab speaker system. I'll be working with Mix Algernon, since Miss Croper has been resistant to, well, the whole project. I have a feeling today's test will require a willing participant, or at least a more willing participant than Jules. Looking forward. Assuming all goes well, today Algernon will retrieve one of his own memories and narrate it to Warren and myself. Then, provided there are no adverse effects, I will add Miss Croper back into the equation and the two subjects will work together to retrieve the same memory. Then finally, Jules will attempt to access it alone, with Algernon fully sedated. The data will be processed and sent down to Earth to begin clinical trials. With any luck, the use of this kind of retrieval process will be standard in psychiatry and neurology by the time my residency concludes. I work hard not to put my ego before my pursuit of knowledge, but it would be nice to be able to work again after everything that happened prior to my stay here. I am for once optimistic going into the lab this morning. Project M1342 is something I am interested in for both personal and scientific reasons. And I have enjoyed working with Vic thus far. Or working on them, all things considered. <clears throat> At any rate, I should go see if Warren needs any help setting things up. And this one goes here to monitor your heart rate. And this one hooks you up to the psychic walkie-talkie. And this one goes here 
to zap your brain until it does something cool for Dr. Huxley. These are stickier than last time. I like them myself. Uh, Huxley, this counts as cruel and unusual punishment. The experiment? Maybe, but I have permission, and you signed a waiver. No, leaving me alone in a room with Warren. Ah. Well. I was just trying to lighten the mood. Anyway, the subject's all prepped, boss. Excellent. Would you mind getting the two of us some coffee? I expect that today may be a bit longer than we're used to. Can do. Can I have some coffee? Stimulants would change the conditions of the experiment, I'm afraid. If it's any consolation, I'm sure it's going to taste terrible. We have a few questions we have to get through. Mm. Have there been any major changes in your physical or mental health since the last time we conducted this test? No. How do you feel right now? Uh, I've got a headache. Uh, It's fine, though. Noted. Now, is there anything incriminating in the information we might access today? I'm already in prison. I meant for other people. Does shoplifting in a middle school count? Hmm. I don't think so. Then no. Anything confidential? In a governmental sense, I mean. The people I worked for barely trusted me with the bathroom key. I don't think you're going to find any nuclear codes up here. All right. I just want to say, I don't like this. I'm doing it because I have to, and I'm fine with that, but I don't like it. I understand. You will have agency over which parts you show me. You're not entitled to my memories. I know. I mean, whatever you find today, I'd probably have told you. If we actually knew each other. If I knew a single thing about you beyond your last name credentials. But I don't. So, you have me, but you don't have my permission. I am aware of my position here, especially my position in relation to yours. And if you can believe me, I empathize. I have made some mistakes in my career and had much of my life brought to the public eye as a result. If I had a choice, I would be using willing participants. Okay. I don't want to be here, surrounded by outdated equipment and doctors who are only here to come up with some exciting new ways to commit malpractice or trying to turn other people's failed experiments into something profitable. But I needed the work, and I am doing the best I can. I'm sorry. If I had a choice, I would get to know you under different circumstances. Can I ask you a question? Of course. What's your first name? I... I'm not sure if I... I got the coffee. Pick! Look at you! The bell of the jar! You guys ready? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I'm ready. We can continue this conversation later. Alright. Settle in. Close your eyes. Hopefully you've left your last will and testament with Hugo. Starting at 44 volts, increasing by 4 every 30 seconds until we start to see results. Should we maybe... Okay, let's... When I was a kid, I'd hang out on the roof outside my window. I, I guess I just liked being up high. So I'm not bearing into the cylinder one time. Victor! Vic! Can you hear me? Okay. What now? I... Hello? Uh, whoa! Whoa! Jesus! Vic, can you this hear us? weird. Can you hear us? Yeah? 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 But it's like you're... I, I don't know, like you're talking through a bad microphone. It's all staticky. It's kind of hard to focus on. Can you? What's going on? Describe what's happening. I'm standing? Uh, yeah, so, something like standing. Like, I'm comprehending it as standing, 
but it doesn't really feel like my feet are on solid ground. It's more like the, uh, uh, the simulation of solid ground. That's really the best I can describe it. Yes, but can you see anything? Things are just kind of coming into focus. Hold on. Oh. What? I think this is the way to my house. The house I grew up in, I mean. In North Carolina. Though y'all probably knew that. I don't really need to specify that. I can see the fencing that I crashed my truck into one time because I thought I could make it through the day without tire chains, you know? And, uh, uh oh! That's my, that's my friend Hassan's mailbox. That's always how we knew we were almost home because it's this, like, ugly, bright orange thing. Like, traffic on orange. I think I remember him telling me it was because they let him pick the color when he was real little and orange was his favorite color. Pretty good landmark. Anything else? Not immediately in front of me. This place is just as damn woodsy as I remember it. Just trees. Goddamn trees. I can't tell if it's because it's just my memory and everything is just kind of exaggerated in your memory. But, uh, oh, besides that, the road's not a road. What do you mean? It's a hallway. Like, it's linoleum tile, blue and green. School or hospital colors. It's clean, which is weird because, you know, there's dust everywhere. But I guess that's not really a problem in memory dreamland. Maybe your head just has a really good janitor. Kane, please. Victor, can you see anything else? Not that I... Whoa. What? There's windows. Everywhere. Just kind of... Floating? But it's not just like... One kind of window. It looks pretty damn cool, to be honest. I'm gonna... Can I move around? Try. Okay. I'm walking... What? I just realized, there's supposed to be wind. Like, it, it's always a little windy in here, and trees and grass and moving and stuff, but I don't feel it. I don't really feel anything. Maybe this is what being a ghost is like. Not that I really believe in ghosts. Ghosts is actual transparent dead people in a way. I definitely think things can be haunted, but it's more about experiences and memories of the living, you know? No, I don't. Can we please try and stay focused? Sorry. Pretty easy to get lost in thought in here. <laughs> lost in thought. It's funny, you know, because. Yes, Victor, I know. Please stay on task. Sorry, again. It looks like it goes on forever. In real life, you can see the end of the road because there's this like big tree at the end. But here, it just keeps going. Just this hallway and some fields and some windows forever, basically. I think. I don't think I can get lost. Wait! You do know how you're gonna get me out of here, right? You're not gonna trap me in my own head indefinitely? There's an exit plan? We can stop the current at any point. I think you probably have to be back where you started. It's good that there's a landmark. That's that's probably intentional. Remind me to send my subconscious a thank you note. Where are you walking? It's a straight line, Doc. Like I just told you. Right, okay. But do you have a destination in mind? Not really. I guess I could come up with one. Some of the windows look more solid than others, more recognizable anyway. There's a few that I think I could get to easily. There's one. It's really clear, or close maybe. Perspective doesn't work the same in here. It's, uh, it's from my house. Blue trim and warped glass with an old wood flat shutter. I think it's from my, from my room. I'm gonna go towards it, see what happens. Good idea. <laughs> this is, uh... 
where I got this scar on my elbow. When I was a kid, I'd hang out on the roof outside my window. Window, actually. I guess I just like being up high. I, I don't know. But one time, Leah, my older sister, dared me to jump off. We were always doing dumb shit like this, daring each other to do dangerous shit, like uh, like eating hot dogs, not eating dog food, or trying to <laughs> eating dog food, or trying to body slam each other in the background, and uh, <laughs> and you, we usually ended up doing it because neither of us wanted to chicken out. Where was that before? The roof. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that high, really, but it was for an eight-year-old. I don't really remember the jump or the landing that well, so I don't remember being scared or anything like that. The only part that really, I don't know, stuck was standing on the edge right before the jump. It was the first time it had been properly sunny in a while, and there were all these wildflowers blooming in the yard, and it was... And it was... Nice. It was just nice. It's the kind of nice where you know that or you know you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. I didn't really get those moments after I left home. And, uh, and did you do it? Do what? Jump. I know that I jumped. The next thing I remember, I was on the ground bleeding and crying because I split my elbow wide open. My mom had to drive us all to the emergency room for stitches, and she just about chewed my head off for it. I landed on an old head gasket or... Hmm. What? Oh, I'm in the hospital now. The waiting room, I think. The lights are just as bright and annoying as I remember them. Kind of like the lab back here? There? Nemesis. Perception is kind of funky here. There's people here, though, walking around and stuff, but they're all... Either they're moving real fast and I'm moving real slow, or the opposite. I don't really know how else to explain it. It's more like the idea of people, you know? can't say that I do. Will you be able to find your way back? I think so. Anyway, like I was saying, I landed in the middle of a bunch of old car parts. I remember that because once we got back from the ER, after she got done chewing me out, my mom showed me how to put them all back together before my dad got home. Probably so that I wouldn't be scared of them, and so... I wouldn't get in too much trouble for messing up his stuff. Uh, that was the first time I got to put an engine together. So, well, more like a fraction of an engine, but it was fun. Most fun I had that whole spring. That's wonderful. Is there anything else Hold that... on. I think the floor in here is wrong. Wrong? How so? It's the same tile as the... the road thing outside. But that's not from the hospital. It's, it's from... Uh... From what? Mix Algernon, regardless of your intentions. It was still destruction of corporate property. Is that what you're calling it? Yes. No, they don't get to see this. I was in the hospital. Vic, talk to me. I I'm okay, I'm okay. This isn't what I was supposed to be thinking about. I'm getting back on track. The hospital. The hospital. The hospital. It's different now. Later, I think. Yeah, a few years later. This was, um, I was 12. It was 14. It's, it's, a, it's not as upbeat as the first time. Can you describe it? Is there any connection to the first memory besides the hospital? Yeah. My mom. Oh. This was, it's raining outside. So, the 
This must have been during those last few days. Because it had been raining like hell. Uh, we'd been coming for about two weeks. But she'd been not doing well longer than that. She couldn't even remember us by the end. She was always tried to pretend like she knew us and she'd smile like she did, but eventually she couldn't even do that. And she was just wondering why all these new people were in her house. Leah didn't want to see her. She was probably out in the waiting room. I still did, though. Not sure why. I, I guess I didn't want her to, like, suddenly remember and have her last lucid moment alone. I guess it sounds pretty stupid to a guy like you, though, huh? Right. Is there... Do you see any way to get back to the place you started? That road? You don't want me to describe my surroundings or something? It's a hospital room. There's a couple little origami things me and my sister made on the table by her bed, and... I mean, Mom is there, half asleep. I think we have enough information for a preliminary test. It's been beyond successful so far, and we should focus on making sure you have a way out. Do you see any kind of suspicious-looking door around? No. Or define suspicious-looking. Glowing? A, a keyhole that mysteriously matches the key around your neck? There's no key around my neck. I believe Dr. Kane is asking if there are any clear ways back to the land of the living, so to speak. Uh, no. I could try leaving the hospital, getting back to that road. I don't think I've gone anywhere in here, though. I just kind of... Ended up places. It's worth a shot. Huh. It's it's emptier now. Like I spent hours in there. I, I guess I did when it you know, actually happened. Okay, I'm opening the door and it's the hospital parking lot. Huh. You said we wouldn't be trapping them in there. I said the chances were low. Shit. Wait, guys, it, it's okay. There's one of those window things across the street. I'm going up to it right now. Victor? Vic? I'm, I'm back on the road, headed towards the mailbox. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, good. Say that again. Good? I can hear you more clearly now. The bad microphone thing is gone. It's like I'm back in the room with you. Where are you exactly? Right in front of the mailbox. Oh. oh. <laughs> Welcome back, Veljar. <laughs> the mailbox must have acted as a kind of anchor. That makes sense. It was a repeating memory, and one you said kept you... served as a reminder of where you were. There must be some kind of layer effect where you can go deeper and deeper into the state you were in, and the landmark serves as a marker for the layer closest to consciousness. We'll have to recreate this and do more scans for brain activity. The medical implications of this are... <clears throat> I'll save it for my notes. Thank you, Mixaltronon. This was... a revelation. Call me crazy, but we might actually be onto something here. I know. Can I have some water? Of course. This might be the first time something productive has come out of this damn place. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to my office and finalize the br- blueprints. Congratulations, Dr. Huxley. Thank you, Dr. Kane. What about me? Oh, you too, of course, Vic. Thanks. <coughs> Not like I went through a whole Fantasia over here or anything. <laughs> okay, congrats on the Fantasia. I'll see you both tomorrow. Can your next project be making these things not uh, hurt so much when you pull them off? How are you feeling? You'll report uh, side effects for me tonight, of course. Yeah, uh, 
a little tingly. My muscles kind of hurt. That's to be expected. You were being electrocuted. We'll work on mitigating that in the future. Great. Thanks. Your heart rate's up, but that was also expected. Maybe with the right medication. It's not important right now. Hopefully I'll have something for you the next time we run a trial. Mm-hmm. It's Aster, by the way. What? My name. It's Aster. Aster Huxley. Aster? Yes. Like the flower? Yes. Huh. Thank you. I owe you that much after listening in on your memories. Yeah, I, I guess you do. Okay, you're free to go, I suppose. There should be a guard waiting outside to escort you back. And remember to record your symptoms after 6 hours and then 12. Yeah, sure. See you tomorrow, Aster. Don't push your luck, McSaldron on. Today's episode was written by Stanford Blue and Jack Loney. It featured Leland Heed as Victor Algernon, Varus Zima as Dr. Huxley, Finn Carter as Warren Kane, and Artemis Jack Gonstarov as Ensemble. Our editor is Stoker Leopold, and our music is by Sloan Van Dyke. If you like what we do here and want to learn more, our social media, Patreon, and fundraiser will all be linked below. Thanks for listening. <laughs>